happy motherfucking podcast for two people birthday birthmas what 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 what, what? <laughs> yeah the, the birthing scene of podcast for two people we officially started march 17th 2018 uh, we're now uh, a little bit past that. We're currently recording just before, uh, so we're hitting you, like always, from the past. But it's really nice. Brent, we're finally, like, actually on schedule. What the fuck? Yeah, I think the 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 Midwest is becoming... It's still a wasteland. It's now... It'll always be. Instead of a frozen wasteland, it's it is a, a lake. A wet. It's just a swamp land. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, if I Gators. could, if I could just go ahead and uh, <clears throat> kind of a, equate everything in life to Dark Souls. Yes. It's like the Farron Woods slash Woods of Sacrifice right before then. It's very swampy. There's giant crabs everywhere. Um, if you look around, there's a couple shields, a couple rings, sacrifice... There's a dark night wandering around, and that's just my backyard. Yeah. You will sink into the earth. Yeah, you go oh, totally. And, you know, it's it's a wonder that we can live in such a society. <laughs> and we rebelled today. And, yeah, you know, I, I uh, today's, uh, um, uh, I, I, I reactivated the uh, podcast for two people mobile unit. Oh man! <laughs> Grab my laptop and my uh, blue yeti. Did you did you ping the masses? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna strike back against the man. Yeah, and and we're gonna do that by um, uh, repossessing cars. <laughs> yeah, with aliens inside. Yeah, that fucking melt you to bone and dust and nothing. But in I a really you, cool you way. Like cool boots though. Yeah. As, so then we can wear them and run around town in your boots. Because let me tell Nobody you, know. and, and your <laughs> shoes will be ruined in seconds from walking outside. You'll probably walk and then realize that you no longer have dead. shoes on. Yeah, You'll be very glad you're dead. Uh, you would have drowned in grass. Which brings us to uh, the film we watched today. Um, Repo Man. Repo Man. Not Repo Man. With Jew Law and Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that weird eye. We don't... That's That movie's too new for us to watch, even though I'm pretty sure we've watched, like... Newer stuff. Mandy <clears throat> came out last year. That's true. <laughs> Fuck off, laptop. Fuck you, Windows Defender. Hey, just so you know, your computer isn't as safe as you think it is. Bitch. And neither are your cars, because... Dude, there's Repo Man. What, you're a couple payments late? Guess what? Emilio Estevez is coming for your car and your girlfriend. Yeah. Bitch. And uh, I hope that uh, you may have um, thought ahead with some self-defense measures uh, and put alien corpses in your trunk. So that way, when someone says, I'm taking your car, you'll be like, yeah, well, maybe you should check the trunk first, and you can let them get got. Yeah. Because it's that easy. happens a few times, yeah. If this is your car, then what's in the trunk? I bet you don't even know. Yeah, there's no way you could know. I knew a guy that made a neutron bomb once, <laughs> and then he got a lobotomy. He drives a Malibu. Now he's okay. I drive a Malibu. Wow. In my badass Chevrolet. There are some badass, shitty cars in this movie. Oh, dude, it's great. So, yeah, what does this movie have in store for, for watchers? Uh, a really bizarre uh, Reagan-era um, urban decay. Yeah. 
I wouldn't go as far as saying like it's anti-establishment propaganda. It is very much so punk in nature. Yeah. And the whole thing, we said this a couple times while watching, but it certainly felt like a Suda 5 one movie. Just with a like a lot of like, man, you're going against the state. That's just not cool, man. Yeah. And uh You better not be a commie. Right. And uh or a Catholic? Yeah, no, right? no yeah, no. Uh, or right. was it Christianity? No Christian. It's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Who gives, no God here. Who gives a damn? Yeah. <laughs> no, no goddamn commies. No religions start with C. Yeah. Get out of my fucking car if I end with Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I sincerely fucking enjoyed this film, dude. It's. I'm glad I watched it. I've I've had like an unsealed uh, Criterion collection. Yeah, uh, I don't think we've actually uh, DVD covered or Blu-ray. I'm honestly not sure. That's it don't a, say. Yeah, you know, I didn't even check DVD myself. Edition. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it DVD. looks it looks it stunning good. though. It looked good. Yeah, uh, this is uh, you know when you when you get a Criterion film, it's usually over thirty dollars or at the thirty dollar mark, and they're getting a little bit easier to to find other than just having to order from the Criterion collection. I think it's out of print, but I do have a, a Criterion edition of RoboCop. Dude, dope. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, no, that's that's truly a film that stands above the criterion like uh, uh collection output. or oh yes 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 it's like you have seventh seal you have see that's the first one that always comes to mind i think that was my first criterion collection film you have the works of tarkovsky uh <laughs> oh i have a Sol- solaris or soliaris soliaris you have a reliquary of films um antichrist when i don't think that's I can't remember that, honestly. It um, might honestly be, though. I, I feel like they have a hard-on for Lars von Trier. Right. I've, I've like, long wanted to to own, like, a, a pretty good collection of Criterion Collection films. I also have it's... a Naked Lunch, which I believe is also... Oh, dude, what a weird movie. That movie's fucking weird. That is a weird fucking movie. And guess what? Is gay. <laughs> it's gay. <laughs> it's pretty gay. Yeah, uh, but it's also. I, I don't mean like it's fucking gay. I mean it's it's is uh, there's a like, homoerotic homoerotic is uh, eroticism, eroticism and uh, like a little bit of uh, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? What is? We should talk lunch? about that time. Yeah, we're gonna we'll watch it at some point. We'll end up covering it here on Almost PFTP. I just want to talk about this real quick. Did you like the scene where, uh, um, I think, like, Henry Fonda, like, unzipped himself? He, like, tore himself out. <laughs> he was, like, it reminded me of, like, Looney Tunes. Like, I'm not Babs Bunny. I'm Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and you're, like, mad that you got a boner at it. And he's yeah, like, yeah, because he plays with his boobs, and then he just, like, and then has a cigar. No, he was having a cigar, and then he finishes cigar. But then he does, like, a weird, um... God, it reminded me of another film, but like he puts like half of the weird like, like a foam rubber lady face thing up to his face, and he's like having a cigar <laughs> while he's doing this whole fucking dialogue, and I was just like, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, and that's like, that's the only thing I can fucking remember about that film was that just weird ass scene. Repo Man, which. Which is yeah, the Criterion release. So yes. what what makes these movies worth thirty dollars plus? 
Uh, well, first, they usually give you these big-ass fucking booklets filmed with, like, usually really nice uh, essays written by, like, um, people who write about film. It, um, this is, like, a very nice book, too. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like a fucking graphic novel, practically. Yeah, and uh, it goes into, like, actually giving you the notes on, like, the production and, like, even, like, what seems um, like a studio pitch. Like, hey, we want to make this movie. This is how much it's going to cost us. This is what you can look at if you're an investor. Uh, shows the entire budget of the film. And then, yeah, like, we've got essays. We've got a couple... Um, illustrations and stuff it and and the thing is is that the movie is uh is somewhat artistic it's uh what do i want to say like kind of pop culture-esque almost like andy warhol but not pretentious yeah oh aaron's gonna kill me for that Uh she was pretty mad when i fucking uh ragged on um oh what's his shit uh who made the alien design and oh hr geiger yeah 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 didn't Warhol direct a film called Empire, which was just like a fucking 12 plus hour shot of the Empire State Building? I'm pretty fucking sure, and how pretentious can he get? You know, because people usually in art are like, ah, yes, skyscrapers, they represent penetration. It is very phallic. Yeah. And so it's like this dude went out and, and filmed Uh-oh, this the skyscraper. Oh, the artists are getting horny again. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I see dicks in everything. My Freud is getting hard. And I'm so happy Repo Man has literally none of that. It is like a nice, straight, nitty-gritty, fucking punky look at things. It feels... You could say one of the things I took away from it is kind of like, you know how you say like, one of the main draws of a Quentin Tarantino movie is, like, the conversations. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's as much, like... It's not, like, style, you know? And the thing with Quentin Tarantino, before you continue, is that, like... What I don't like about his dialogue most of the time is it literally feels like Quentin Tarantino talking to fucking Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you're... You know exactly what I mean. That's why we're friends. That's why we do this. <laughs> One year anniversary. Boop, 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 boop. Go us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. One year. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Still going strong, baby. Hell yeah. But yeah, yeah you were saying as far as the dialogue goes in this movie, it's a fucking treat. Yeah, it's just like really... Like... Out there, dude. Yeah. And that's it, not even, like, the weird fucking LSD guy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, dude, that guy was crazy. But that was one of the things that we, we kind of discussed while we were watching it, is, like, a lot of the discussions feel like dialogue that you would find in the Suda 5-1 game, where it doesn't really feel like it makes a lot of sense. And then the reactions of some of the things that the people say are, like, way out there, like, hey, man, aren't you supposed to be out there getting a car? Or like, hey, didn't you just net this you know, big commission, fuck you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, have a beer, kid. And then he's like, you guys are repo men, aren't you? He just cracks a beer open, just pours it all over the ground. They're like, you know what? When someone does something like that, it makes me want to knock their fucking lights out. A really great performance by Harry Dean Stanton. Dude, fantastic. Uh, the late Harry Dean Stanton, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I do is just like, very uh, understated actor. But when oh, was, yeah. he's he, he, he always fucking nails performances, man. I need to watch a movie called, uh, I think, um, what was it, like Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. Which I believe is also on um, Criterion. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, quite. I want to be one of those people that 
like Criterion, they like bring people into like their storage vault and let them oh, pick shit out. Yeah. I wish I could be that cool. Same. And then just like try and act like I belong there. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Here, allow me to take a whiff from my fart vessel. Yeah, basically like, oh yes, I've heard of this film. I know that one too, basically. <laughs> they say as I blow the dust off the 35mm film, that this film has traveled the world seven times over and has been touched by the hands of many dead kings. And now it is mine. (laughs) You let me in here, you fool. (laughs) As I then suck in the power from all of the Criterion collection (laughs) and become the world's most pretentious douche lord. Yeah. I agree with you there, but... yeah. I do like Criterion. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's <laughs> But I'm going to dunk on you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to dunk Thanks on you. Thanks for the DVDs, nerd. Because it's it's the same thing that I feel like when... Like, what I was bringing up with Geiger in, yeah. that, previous, uh, in that previous film that we covered, uh, the people that really enjoy H.R. Geiger are typically the people that are like, dude... That's so deep because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, you're not fucking cool. You're not fucking smart. You're not deep. Like, those are the people who are like, the Criterion Collection is true high art in film media. You know, like, some people, like, this is also the same thing as, like, uh, they've, they've had a uh, Stalker. By Tarkovsky, which mm-hmm. is, that's a good, that's a pretty good thing. I have actually heard of that. Um, I don't know much about it other than the name. Yeah. Like, they, it was based off the film uh, Roadside Picnic. I'm getting lost uh, on that one, too. And then eventually the, the game series Stalker was based off of it. That's what I remember Except about there's, it. you're not um, a Russian dude running around Chernobyl with a gas mask <laughs> shooting AKs in the movie. I really fucking wish you were, though. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Okay, did I, ever, did I ever tell you about my idea for a Tetris movie? Oh, fuck, dude. I wanted to be directed like a Tarkovsky film, where it's just really like, it's like Russian existentialism, <laughs> but these like Russian actors in like uh, Tetris block outfits, and like a blank void, and like you can always hear like the fucking Tetris theme playing. And like, do they have like an existential crisis and they find out that the only way to like... They don't know their like, place. Yeah. And then when like they but they want to break find... out. They're like, "This is my role. I must fit into this film. But if I do, I will disappear forever. Yeah, and I'll take others with me." Can it be narrated by Werner Herzog? Perhaps the mouse no. move, and then like there's. It would make sense, but no, it has to be Russian. Yeah, truth. Honest. Ooh, leave a place for English subtitles, but only put it in Mandarin. Of course. Yeah. And then people be like, "Ah, oh, yes, I, I understand why I you put it. it in Mandarin." <laughs> okay, uh, Repo Man. Uh, I really liked. Had a really cool opening credit sequence. It's got some kick-ass mm-hmm. tunes throughout the whole film. I fucking love the tunes. It's like a surf film, dude. Yeah. Um, and like the, I believe the opening scene is a pretty good statement of intent. Mm-hmm. Of uh, uh, Otto, played by Emilio Estevez. We're getting to the cast now. Yep. <laughs> um, e. Uh, Only seventeen minutes in. With his buddy. And they're working in a in a in a shitty grocery store mm-hmm. where they stock cans that say food on it. Yeah, uh, peaches, 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 food, and everything is white with blue stripes and blue lettering. That just says what it is. Yep, cereal. Uh, wait, 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 cerealos. Yeah, or something like that. Beer, beer, drink, uh, drink. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love it. And, it, you know, like, I guess in that... You take a sip of beverage. Yeah. Here's to energy concoction. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, it's not like trying to hit you with, like, obey, obey. Hey, that reminds me, we should watch um, They Live. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Only parts. Probably has one of the best fight scenes ever. If not the, really? be- the best fight scene. Like, how fuck- like the most brutal. See you later, Stingray. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, no, but... I live for that shit. Yeah. yeah. See, See ya. ya. <laughs> Catch you later. No, yeah. I'd, keep I'd, an I'd, eye I'd, out for you, Stingray. Yeah, keep an eye out for That was the line. Oh, classic. Golden, golden dialogue. Said, said by Cynthia Rothrock. Mm. Who's also pretty cool. Uh, she like she's a she's an avid hook sword wielder. Really? She is cabal. <laughs> hey, you look familiar. We met many moons ago, cabal. <laughs> I never forget a fight. And now I'll drag you through the portals of time. <laughs> what is Mortal Kombat anymore? I'll tell you what it isn't. Repo man. Yeah. So yeah, we're like super like energized. I almost said hi. We're not high. I promise we're not high. No. We don't get high here. High on life. Podcast for two people does not advocate the use of drugs. Winking asterisk. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, the big thing about like the the film the grocery store. Yeah. Let me finish that real quick. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> They're stacking cans and their shithead boss is like, hey, Otto, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. You're stacking these cans like an asshole. And he's just like, fuck you, dude. And he pushes his buddy through the cans, (laughs) flips off his boss. Yeah. And he's just kind of ignoring him. as Everyone's had a a job in which you really wish you could have done that. Yeah, I'm like, I like this Otto guy. Yeah. He just flips off his boss. He's like, you know what? You're fired. He's like, okay. And he fucking takes off his fucking bow tie and like throws it up in the air. There's a rent-a-cop in the store that literally pulls a gun on him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, how about you get out of here, Pendejo? And also, it's it seems like people getting guns pulled on them in the Repo Man universe is just mm-hmm. like, here we go again. Yeah. I think that's just kind of like the, the world of L.A. It's, it's all... Um, it takes place in L.A. Yeah. I feel like that's it's like the L.A. People, people like to... Um, you hear like these days, people kind of like, man, what happened to the the old New York? Where, yeah, you know, it was literally like condoms and like jizz cum rags all the street, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> dead dead hobos just barfing into dumpsters. <laughs> You're like, ah, old New York. And then like you get raped three times on your way home. Doesn't matter your sex. You're getting raped. You're getting raped. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, I imagine like, that ah, New York. I imagine old L.A. probably still smelt like dried up piss stains. You've heard the song. Uh, and warm barf. I Love Living in the City by Fear. Which oh, that yeah, was yeah. not the song that was used in this, in this film by Fear. It was uh, Let's Have a War. Mm. Which is a pretty good, pretty good track. Uh, Let's Have a War So You Can Go Die. Mm-hmm. Let's Have a War. We Could Use the Money. <laughs> <laughs> we Could Use the Money. Uh, crank up the Dow Jones. So I like to see it go down. Right. Like when it's like, oh, Dow Jones hits its lowest point. I'm like, mm, we can go lower. We could go lower. Like, mm, I'm going to have to go a, lower. It's a false chief. floor. We're going to have to uppercut you so you fall through. And into the next stage. Yes. Of uh, nether realm. And land on them spikes, boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, what you were kind of getting at there. 
with uh with like the store yeah, the how setting. he acts the music the setting and like kind of what we were talking about as far as it not being pretentious and being like oh down with society against the man it accomplishes that task without <clears throat> hammering it over your head trying to be highbrow and telling you to strike out and like burn a starbucks I mean, at the time, it would have been like, I don't know, fucking Liberty Mutual or some bullshit. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it's not like, eat the bourgeois. This is 80s punk rock, you know? I mean, yeah, like what some might say to be the golden age. Yeah. yeah. I would probably agree. I mean, you, you had some pretty fucking heavy acts back then. It's, it's a time that's not going to be replicated. No, it won't be. Neither will, like, the style. No matter how hard you try. And, like, whoever was on costume design in this movie, boom, nail <laughs> on the fucking head. Because, like, Otto starts out by looking like goddamn Billy Idol. And by the end of it, I mean, he just looks like 80s boy. Yeah. I, uh, I like I like Otto's living arrangement where it was just, like... Outside, people are just fucking moshing. Yeah. I'm like, this seems like a cool place. Yeah, he, like, went there after work, and he's just, like, literally, like, throwing himself and other people around. Yeah. And, like, they're just listening to music. That's cool. That's that's punk. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually go as far as saying that this movie, and you can fucking fight me for this, I would gladly throw down, Repo Man is more punk than SLC Punk. Of course. Yeah. Well, I I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I'm just going to go ahead yeah, and say absolutely, because SLC punk is more like about the death of punk rock. You know, I mean, like Bob. Bob is really punk rock. He ends up dying. He was like so against drugs, would never do it, and then he just like hits a low point, gets real drunk, tries drugs once, boom, dies, and it just kind of talks about like the death of the scene and like posers. Yeah, and like yeah, like fucking shit on posers. They're awful people. Which They're you're not punk unless be... you shit on posers. Right, exactly. And like that's just it, is that every other punk is a poser because you know, they're not you and you're more punk than them. That was a thing that occurred in the the beat generation, which mm-hmm. actually kinda caused it to die. Yeah. Uh just a lot of people who wanna come and like smell their own farts and then like Exactly, dude. It well, yeah, eats like, itself. People who are actually like pushing boundaries going to fucking obscenity trials mm-hmm. in the 50s because they were writing shit that was just not un-american right that was cool yeah that's, that's pretty punk something that uh my brother and i often kind of joked about as far as punk rock goes is the ultimate punk rock thing to do is to go full circle and become the businessman but also as a punk you become what you hate because to be ultimately punk rock you gotta be hated. You gotta be like. You certainly have to. Um, you gotta be scum. Scum punk, dude. You, know, you have to challenge the status quo. Yeah. And you also need to be uh, uh, antagonistic. Yeah. Or um, I guess provocative is the word. One of the things I think uh, you're using a lot of business words. You're just <laughs> furthering my point. <laughs> um, Let's go be businessmen, dude. It's so fucking punk rock. It's one of the things that Suicide did. They they mm. kind of like he'd very he'd, he'd like provoke his audience. Uh, yeah. Alan Vega would, and like just kind of like he would even like sing the words to his songs. He'd just like mumble and then like start yelling at people. And then like I think they got booed out of a concert, and um like amsterdam or something right because they, they, they like open for the clash and you're gonna do that though <laughs> yeah dude but the thing is i mean like 
I mean, I can say that, but like you weren't there, I wasn't there. Were we even alive? No, but we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Because like Alan Bay used to come out and he played Ghost Rider and he he'd have like a huge fucking chain and he'd be just fucking like slamming it on like the on the stage. That's, that's fucking. Cool. That's really fucking. You really sick. like Ghost Rider? Yeah, I mean, like you know, motorcycle uh, hero. Look at punk rock and look at the black metal scene in like Norway and shit. You'll see like things, but you won't see movies or other media really trying to like kind of like bring that out. Mm-hmm. You know that anything that's not a documentary about. Um, <laughs> Have you watched uh, the decline of Western civilization? No, that's a cool punk rock documentary. I believe it's part one. I think part two is like eighties uh, metal. Mm-hmm. Like Metallica kind of era, okay. Like early Metallica, like Judas Priest, so like headbanging, and like yeah, like mm-hmm. not like oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think the I think there was a third part which I believe was like grunge era, mm. but part one, at uh, uh, the band X, yeah, um, Fear, others <laughs> that I can't remember right now. It's been a long time since I watched it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, did you know the band X? Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but one of the dudes ended up, like, the front man of that, he ended up, uh, being an actor, and he was in Roadhouse. He played the bartender who's skimming money. Ooh. And then Dalton has to kick him out. Man, did he get Roundhouse kicked? Eventually, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Except it was called the Roadhouse Kick. Yeah. And it ended with him landing on a whole bunch <coughs> of, uh... Uh, peanut shells. And then he threw his boot onto the roof that had a knife in it. Because he was too stupid to have a good time. God damn it. Uh, Repo Man. <laughs> punk Rock. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like you need to address these things if we're going to talk about this film. I mean, it is... Uh, it's essentially... We have to show our credits so people don't think we're posers. Right, exactly. God forbid that you don't think that we're recording this in full leathers and denim vests. And we I have... We have oh, my best more home. patches than you. I have more safety pin piercings than you. Yeah. And uh, I have the underside of my tongue tattooed with the word fart. That's pretty so cool. you can't you can't up your cred past mine. I'm just gonna say it right now. And if you think that you can, how about you check my trunk? How about you check my <laughs> trunk, bro? Check my fucking you trunk. You don't know what's in there. You don't know what's in there. Oh, the door's too hot? Pussy. Bitch. Just so, for that you're out of the gang. So, just to kind of give you a brief synopsis, we are kind of, uh, we're jumping around a lot, we're having fun with it, it was a very fun movie. And we're gonna keep doing that. And we're gonna keep doing that, because that's what we do, and, um, obviously, like, you don't mind that, you keep coming back, we appreciate that, so we're gonna keep doing that. I don't even know if, like, how much about the plot should we talk about? We're not gonna talk about much. There's a plot. The plot is... I would say it's very, um, it definitely has a start and finish. Oh yeah, it's not just like, just kind of meanders until it just fucking ends. No, there's oh, yeah. like, and there's like, a, there's it's a, a it's a traditional story structure. I would say. Yeah, it's really good. The only thing that I'm gonna say is that Otto, down on his luck, without his job because he quit, tries to find uh, other means to gain money, and um, it kind of falls in his lap. Yeah. Kind of falls in his lap. He gets a mentor figure, and uh, he finds the life of being a repo man. Which is intense. It's very intense. It's very intense. Repo man always got to be intense. It's so fucking cool. Let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink. It's so good. Uh, If you have never heard of this film, I want you to go find it now. 
And if you have heard of this film and you haven't watched it, I want you to go find it now. Find and, it again. And uh, if you've already watched it, I want you to watch it again. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fun. It's so good. And I, I hate it when things try to be highbrow. Especially when you can tell that it's being highbrow. You know, there's there's highbrow that's good when it's, mm-hmm. like, done by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when you fucking, like, when the pitcher tells you, I'm throwing this straight at you, mm-hmm. watch, and then they do it, and then the batter's like, I'm going to hit it into left field. <laughs> it's a pop fly, and then he does it. And then the catcher's like, I'm going to catch... That's what I'm saying. Is like, you're getting a walkthrough. It's supposed to be technical. It's supposed to be crazy and go over you your head. You went to YouTube to see, like, ending explained. Yeah. The three-hour video. Mel, the your three- solid four was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I was a mistake. The real outer heaven? Ooh, question mark? Uber driver sucked me off. <laughs> question mark? Left $500 tip? Yeah. EA paid me $1 million to play Apex Legends? Dude. <laughs> do you know what I would do with that money? I would I would have my rib removed to suck my own dick. Yeah. Eat my own asshole. <laughs> I would die like that just so that someone would have to That's find me. That's pretty Yeah. That's the ultimate punk rock thing. Like, I'm going to die in a really dumb way so someone has to find me like that. Yeah. And that's how we should all go out, you know? Yeah. I just, I wish. Better to die on my feet than live on my knees or whatever. That's a, that line there really stuck with me, actually. (laughs) Like, I I heard that and I was like, damn. (laughs) I know that it's, it's one of the same things. Like, would you rather live your life as what what uh a sheep or one day as a lion and zach de la roca mm-hmm. had that like three song band with that dude from australia one day as a lion yeah and then nothing ever came of that really yeah three songs that's it maybe two something like that yeah three or four it was it was promising i yes and then we got Prophets of Rage, and then Zach De La Roca's like, yo, I'm going to do this one song with Run the Jewels, though, and it's going to be pretty good, <laughs> and buy again. Yeah. And yeah. What the fuck, man? I think that Repo Man is a really good look at what punk rock was at that time. It's a bit of a time capsule. Yeah. And it aged really well. Uh, it's... I mean, like, some of the shit that happens in it is, like, you know, like, still images and, like, still images moving, which, uh, I think that when you get in there... A podcast for two people approval. Oh, dude, I loved it. (laughs) I was, uh, I was really happy to see it. I think that once you get in there and, you know, it's kind of towards the end where you see these kind of still images and stuff like that moving around. It is kind of a science fiction movie. Yeah. Um, there's actually, uh, in this Criterion book, there was, uh, like, these first, like, couple lines in this book kind of uh, as a pitch talking about the movie I wanted to read real quick. This is an essay by uh, Sam McFeeters. Repo Man, released in early 1984, was the first feature film by a 29-year-old British UCLA film school graduate named Alex Cox. Even now, the film's existence seems implausible. It is an apocalypse tale with no doomsday. 
a punk movie with no concert, a science fiction story with, with less than 10 seconds of aliens. Most of its now classic music was on the far, far edge of American society in 1984. It mines a world of drugs, crime, and capitalist peril for absurdist yucks. When Cox showed the film to his contacts in the real world of Los Angeles, auto-repossession, they found it to be a diluted version of their much more terrifying jobs. So yeah, uh, that I mean, you gotta think, it's it's very dangerous work, and being in LA, repossessing cars, you know, like, they, they get some dossiers, mm. and like, they kind of show that in the movie, like, okay, this dude has a permit to carry, so... Yeah. How would you be fucking careful? And so, like, you get to see, like, albeit, I guess, like, film tame. Yeah. I guess, like, you know, a film take is never gonna be... There's some violence. There's, yeah, there's some violence, there's some, there's like a little bit of death here and there, and shit like that, but, uh, happy to say, no, no trigger warnings necessary, it's, uh, it's pretty straight, well, I mean, if Otto gets I was a weird. bit rapacious. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets a little weird at one point, but he gets put in his fucking place. He's horny, born, borner. Yeah, and he wears tidy whities which yeah. is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was kind of sitting there staring at Emilio Estevez's face, and like, man... That motherfucker looks exactly like young Martin Sheen. I had to say this to Brent, and he's like, you know that's his fucking kid. I'm like, yeah, but he looks like a clone. Like, when when did having a child mean that you literally just made a clone of yourself? Like, he... And, like, if you look at pictures of him now, he just looks like Martin Sheen minus about 20 years. Just, like, on the dot. Yeah. He just... It's uncanny. It's uncanny. And then I was like, yeah, Colin Hanks, too. Like, where the fuck is Hollywood getting these clone children? I mean, if it's I, a conspiracy. If I had a handlebar mustache, I'd probably look like just like my dad. When I mean... he, like, had my brother. I'd have to... There's a picture of, like, my brother. He was born. Mm-hmm. He was, they were in, like, the paper. Like, he apparently was, like, the first person born at this hospital. Anyways, it's like my dad was, like... It's like, he never smiled. Because mm-hmm. he's my dad. <laughs> and, uh, he's he's just, just doing dad things and my mom and then baby baby brother except i wasn't even born yet born and yeah my, he had a hand up my mustache and i remember thinking like wow dad that was fucking cool why did you not keep that <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to have like shoulder length hair and like just like nice jeans white shirt driving around nice car heal you yeah That's big old big old dad glasses Sips beer. Yep. Yep. That's that's good. Miller High Life is the Miller for me. Is uh is a different time. Yeah. It was a different time and Repo Man captures that entire time very, very well, <laughs> I think. And um the story that it tells keeps you very much so enraptured. Yeah. With uh with everything that it shows on screen. And um, there's not a dull or quiet moment. No, there's all. usually people like yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody kind of fucking hates each other. Yeah, it's really crazy. There's n- nobody's really friendly. No, not at all. But and then again, it's like it really captures LA too. Yeah. You know, like it's uh, it's kind of funny because you could probably do a double feature uh, one night if you were really bored, or you know, you just plan like, those kinds of things like that we do. Shit. And uh, double feature of uh, Escape from L.A. and then uh, Repo Man. 
so you can see the uh, fictional future LA and then the uh, present at the time LA and be like, hmm, you know, not much difference. <laughs> and it's uh, there's still a lot of cars and there's guns and screaming. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect combo wombo, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like I like the. Uh... I think my, a lot of my favorite scenes were when they're just trying to use jack cars. Yeah. And, like, the schemes they do. Mm-hmm. It's like watching uh, Grand Theft Auto, but, like, you don't get bored after six missions and decide to just run around running over people and shooting people. And, like, punch, punching people and, and chasing them all In all first person. Yeah. With a hatchet. And you just, like, keep chasing them but don't catch them just to see mm-hmm. how far they'll run. Yeah. But then you'll hit somebody else to, like, keep reminding them that this is coming. <laughs> it's gonna mean you next, maybe. And or keep running. Uh, probably my favorite thing about the film was it's uh, kind of like subtle irreverence, like where you're just like, wait, why? What is going on right now? Like they're sitting out on like a porch somewhere where there's like foot traffic, and it's just like pretty much downpouring. Yeah. And he's wearing a pink sedge hat. Like where did <laughs> like where did he get this, and why was this his choice to wear out here? And like his friend that you know got fired with him because you know association um you know big nerdy dumb glasses and he's like flipping through these books and he's just like oh man i could be a fry cook and in two years i could be manager a king god (laughs) (laughs) and you're just like what is going on right now you know it's like that that's kind of a a feeling that i feel has uh, survived today Mm -hmm. just like it was just really there's really not a lot of opportunities out there no yeah and like the bigger city you go you'd think you had more but there's not there's actually less especially if like no school even if you do finish school it's like maybe you can work in your field yeah good luck maybe yeah and like so that's why it was kind of nice you know it's like cool i could be a fucking fry cook yeah be manager in two years and then what and then make 50 cents more yeah. Maybe at at that time you're making like until you get laid off. Yeah. For literally any reason. Yeah. Funny how that works. Basically and what I'm saying is America sucks ass. Yeah. Boom. And this uh UCLA student, Alex Cox, he uh like this was a this is a fairly large budget film. It was over it was over a hundred thousand dollars, but UCLA uh kinda helped fund it. Because because he was a student at the time, they were like, "Hey, hundred twenty thousand dollars—that is like nothing." Yeah. In the eighties, that's like for like a low budget film. That's like, oh, oh hey, he's there, pal. But like, yeah, and <laughs> UCLA covered. Uh, it was one hundred twenty thousand from them, but UCLA covered forty thousand. So uh, overall, I believe it was one hundred and sixty. But then they also allowed them to use like their recording studio. They paid for the permits of the city, everything like that. It was uh, it was pretty nice of them, and I think that it paid off overall. And I mean, like the if you get the Criterion Collection, read through the book, uh, look at everything. Man, like the breakdown that they had, it was so incredibly professional that yeah. I feel like investors would have been like, "Hey, man, like this is pretty good," and it looks like something that would appeal to the masses. And it's kind of funny; it would put punks in seats. I think. Yeah. It put me in my fucking seat. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, I only looked away for a little bit. I mean, we both did. And the thing is, like, it's only a ninety-two minute film. 
Yeah. So pretty easy to digest. Oh yeah, for sure. Like like Brent said, it's got a very definitive beginning, middle, and end. The story's right there. It's so like goofy at times that it keeps your interest by like making you laugh or like there's action so you're like really kind of on the edge of your seat and then the story is so like out there that you're like dude i kind of need to know what the fuck is gonna happen next yeah there's like government conspiracies like yeah cover-up operation there was a random like fucking 12 second uh musical where like couple hazmat dudes come out to carry a body into a truck and the guy's just like like there's music going on and otto's just walking by hazmat guys just like narrating yeah like they're like have like a tape recorder and they're like narrating their findings but it's like going to the song oh yeah and uh it i mean like they actually play the song that i'm saying it's kind of like but it's kind of like the song institutionalized and uh, Institutionalized plays, I think, like, I don't know, 15, 12, 15 minutes into the film. And, uh, man, Otto's life just fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, people disappear all the time. There's a lot less people around, man. People are just dying on the street. Which, yeah. It's like, hey, it's a little, a little more people than normal dying on the street. Yeah, like uh, like the kind of um, essay that I read before uh, said, it's kind of like an apocalyptic film without an apocalypse. You know, yeah. it's it's really something else. I I think that everyone should at least watch it once. Oh yeah. I I mean like I'm I'm putting it up there in my collection. Like this this is a movie that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, all the characters are really likable in their own ways. Uh, the interactions that they have are like top notch, and um, the content of the film again top notch. I enjoyed every minute of it. So I think that's all I've got on Repo Man. Like I don't want to tell you a whole bunch. Yeah. Like, other than like you've got the idea. Cool. Sink yourself into it the culture. Ass. It really fucking did. Oh man, and like the the title screen. It was so good. Yeah. The music it plays, like the kind of like still shots that it does. Dude, it's it's straight up, it's great. It's punk without even once referring to the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> you know, it's not stereotypical punk. It's, it's, oh man. I'm just so happy with it. Because I, I hate it when things browbeat. And... I, I, I've been so lucky, like, the past couple weeks, you know, when we watched Begotten, it was a movie that was able to deliver its message without literally hammering it in, into your fucking forehead. Yeah. So, Brent fucking carries through again. What the fuck? That's what I do, dog. Apparently, dude. And I appreciate that. I hope that all of you appreciate... Uh, the journey that Brent has taken all of us on. <laughs> I'm uh, I'll have to find some music that won't get us like struck. Oh yeah, we could just like talk about how shitty family and government and society T pose is. Yeah, dude. And, society like, made me what I am. And then just like smack some pots and pants together. That's a pretty funny scene. He's like, society made me what I am. He's like. No, dude, we're just fucking suburban. Shitty white, yeah, white, we're suburban punk kids. Like white suburban punk kids. Yeah, but uh, you're gonna be all right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Mm. Yeah, not well, my fucking problem. He's dead. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, man. 
what a year. And uh, on that note, you know, sentimental. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, uh, I got Del May Cry to play or Smash. Yeah, I got a Switch. Yay. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a like an episode sometime soon where we're like, hey, everybody, this is what we've been up to. La, 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 la. A little side episode. Yeah, I've, been, I've been flying boomer planes. <laughs> I've been playing all sorts of Switch games and Del May Cry and Dead or Alive and I need to play all more sorts of shit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a little disheartened at the moment just because the online is not great. Yeah, well. Like, you'll have a great connection fight and then all of a sudden just starts fucking lagging. It's the same thing for Smash. And I don't think that it's necessarily, like, the, uh, the internet quality. I think it, I feel like it's a netcode thing. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. But, um, that is a topic for another time. And as always, we appreciate you so fucking much. Thanks for hanging out with us for a year. If you're just finding us, you now have a year of backlog of podcasts to listen to. Hopefully, we don't make you vomit. It's gotta be like close to 100 hours of shit. Right. And if you do vomit, videotape that and send it to us at our gmail podcast for two people at gmail.com send us your best barf vids oh fuck dude i love barf videos they make me laugh so fucking hard yeah i don't know why because it's punk rock i guess fuck yeah uh otherwise all of our other shit is in the episode description if you want to donate to our patreon check us out on facebook find us on instagram everything and anything right there in the episode description y'all uh if you want a new t-shirt to sport this spring check out our merch shop you too can look as cool as us yeah you cool (laughs) we cool we all cool and uh yeah um we'll be posting some discount codes once our tea shop like lets us do discount codes um probably on the facebook and instagram in the near future so find us on there and um you'll find your discount codes for cool shit i guess and then take pictures of you using or wearing or wiping your butt with that cool shit yeah uh actually i need i need pictures of you fighting for the lord <laughs> in a graveyard wearing our merch. Go to the grave of your enemy and strike it with weapons and shoot bullets at the ground <laughs> while wearing our shit. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, when you die in Goldeneye? Yeah. And then, like, it shows, like, all the enemies, like, crowding around you, just shooting you repeatedly, but, but you fall and die three times. But, like, the enemies are still, like, doing their same animations. <laughs> but, like, no, like, they, like, continue to, like, roll around and, like, shoot. Their claws. While you just like fall over and die three times. Yeah, I love it. That's how so, I want to go. That was my favorite part when I was trying retrying the the satellite place mission for the nineteenth time. Like God damn you, 006, you fuck! And uh, I died for the umpteenth time because who fucking uses inverted aiming and makes it so you can't change it? <laughs> you fucking assholes. Anyway. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out. And, uh, hey, if we don't drown, <laughs> we'll fucking talk to you next week. We're not out of the woods yet. Fucking <laughs> swampy woods. <laughs> all right. Good night, good morning, and good afternoon to all of you. Bye-bye.